We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, Tradecast listeners, I am here for my friends over at Indochino to talk about the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, all sorts of stuff, and everything is made to your exact measurement in a guaranteed great fit. The process is super simple. You choose your fabric, you pick your customizations, and you submit your measurements. Everything will be delivered straight to your door within two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit or you know shirts or whatever it is that you need at your nearest Indochino showroom, or you can do it all online by yourself at Indochino.com. It's super simple on the website. Everything is right there, what you need. Otherwise, like I mentioned, you can go into one of their showrooms. They've got them all across the nation, so I'm guessing there's one close to you. And right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, it's free shipping, and that's that's a big selling point. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. Incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothes that don't fit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast, brought to you 
by Indochino, ShipStation, Harry's, and obviously Rotoviz Radio. My name is Dan Sanio on Twitter at FFDynastyDan. And we're going to get back on the wagon. I missed last week, but one week in a row. I think that's still technically a streak of sorts. I'm here with my very good friend, Mr. Nathan Powell, on Twitter at NPowellFF. Nathan, how are you this lovely week 13? We are excellent, Dan. We are excited for the playoffs. We're excited for having to do so much work as a commissioner over the course of the playoffs. But yeah, we are ready to roll and uh, excited to get things going. Absolutely. And like Nathan mentioned, the, uh, the busy commissioners... Make sure you, at the very least, thank your commissioners, whether it's a commissioner service, whether it's Scott Fisher, Ryan McDowell, because chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably in one of their leagues, one of their 9,000 leagues of 600 players each. Uh, or if Nathan's your commissioner, because I know he commissions quite a bit, I have a few leagues as well. Just just make sure you 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 know throw a little nod at your at your lovely commissioner. If you feel the need to tip, you know, that's fine, too. Assume, you know, as a champion, that's fine. I, I, you know, that, fine. Last year, I've been commissioning for like five years. Last year was the first time I've ever gotten a tip, which maybe means I'm a terrible commissioner. Uh, <laughs> or it means that all my league mates are jerks. But I didn't know that was actually a thing until someone did They're like, hey, like, I'm going to pay for your league fee next year. I was like, you're going to do what? <laughs> I ended up with a gift card last year that I didn't understand where it even came from and had to do some some detective work to figure out that it actually came from from a person that was in one of my leagues. So, yes, we do work uh, as commissioners, but we do it because we love it, not because we expect tips. So, with all of that, let us dive into a little bit of this Week 13 action. And we're going to start it off with good old Darius Geis, who obviously we are all aware hasn't uh, really had much in his career thus far. So saying that he had his best game of his career isn't really saying a whole lot. However, he did have 129 yards, two touchdowns, and he even caught a couple of passes that didn't do a whole lot. But he looked explosive. He looked really strong. And everything seemed to align And now this Washington offense all of a sudden has kind of new life. They get Haskins in there at quarterback. So, you know, he's kind of learning the ropes along with a lot of the other youth within this offense. Geis also has running mate Adrian Peterson, who he's getting to learn from and and kind of work with. So we've got a little bit bit of committee going there. Obviously, the additions of McLaurin and Kelvin Harmon uh, and some other folks as wide receivers. You know, this this offense has some real potential for future, but focusing on Darius Geist, Nathan, is this a, a big sign of things to come? Is this kind of an outlier? What are we what are we doing with Geist? Obviously, now it's kind of hard to be actionable on things because uh, for the most part, you'll, you're either beyond your trade deadline or you've maybe only got a couple of days left. So what what's kind of the thought process for Geist's future here? Yeah, not that I was like pressing the panic boat button of like, oh, Geis is never going to be anything. But the injuries his first two years have been concerning, you know, just not being able to get on the field. And then when he's been on the field this year, it's been minimal to nothing prior to this game. Uh, and that's why it made sense for me to bench him in a game where it's going to cost me a playoff win. But, <laughs> but yeah, 27.7 PPR points. And I, 
obviously that's not something you can expect the rest of the way, especially how, how bad the Washington's offense has been. But I do think that this is a positive aspect for Haskins the rest of the way. Haskins does have to show something, you know, in order for them to not go back to the quarterback well in 2020. We have to see something from Haskins uh, the rest of the way. So I think that, you know, a positive, you know, progression from Geis is also a positive news for uh, Haskins in his future as well. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think they give Haskins 2020 to to really see what he is and to see kind of what he's learned the back half of this season. But um, as far as Geis goes, do we is this an off season sell for you, or is this kind of a hold and see what happens in 2020 or see what the draft brings if they decide to bring in another body to compete, or maybe they decide to stick with Darius Geis because now they see him healthy. They see what he can do with, you know, as at 100%. And we don't even know if he's 100%. It's, I would certainly hope that Washington wouldn't let him come back until he was 100%. But, I mean, we've already seen that once, if not twice this year. Well, they do have Bryce Love, who has been on IR all, all year, and he'll probably continue to be on IR all year. But if Bryce Love returns healthy in 2020, that is a very good, very young running back tandem. I obviously the, the health aspect for both of those players is a bit up in the air, uh, less so for guys as he's currently playing. But I, I, I think that the investment in, in love, very minimal fourth round pick, but the fact that they made that pick is going to at least hold them another year before taking another back, unless it's like a seventh round type pick. So I, I think guys is safe in terms of them bringing in another back. I'm not sure he's really an offseason sell because I don't think that – I think we have to see a, a couple more games in like the, the 20 PPR point range in order for him to be valued as like a top 15 back. I think right now people or most people are going to value him around like the 106 to 108 range and like RB20 to RB25 range. So you'd buy for any second right now? Oh, easily. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. I think a late first is probably where I'm, I'm seeing that kind of break-even point and – I'm with you. I don't think he's a sell, at least not yet. You know, if he all of a sudden rattles off a couple of 200-yard games like Derrick Henry did or Jay Ajayi did, you know, those those types of things, um, then I think you can you could pull a King's Ransom for him and, you know, maybe just turn it into something different. But, yeah, I'm, I'm holding guys for right now. If, uh, if you do have a little bit of time left before your deadline, it wouldn't hurt to throw out a couple of random offers, maybe a couple, maybe like a 2021 first just to see. And you might be able to go from there. And, and if you have to add a little bit, I, I don't think that would be the end of the universe. So, all right. With Geis wrapped up, let's move on to Jacksonville. And, well, it, it's not exactly quarterback controversy because really only one of them is putting up a fight. Nick Foles was absolutely horrendous yet again. Uh, this easily his worst performance since returning. I don't want to say that I called it, but it was inevitable that we were going to see we were going to see uh, Gardner Minshew again after the Texans game and Colts game both. Uh, I believe I called that once the Foles news happened. I don't know what Jacksonville was, thought if they thought that they legitimately had like a top ten quarterback or if they were you know, just getting Foles to, to fill that void and to try to make their fan base comfortable with, hey, we got a guy that won a Super Bowl. Look at us. Uh, yeah, I, I never really got the Foles thing. Yes, he did win a Super Bowl on an absolutely stacked Philadelphia Eagles team. So good for him. 
But Minshew is the quarterback now. He's the quarterback in 2020. Uh, unless something really poor happens, I can't imagine they're moving on from him until you know they're either in the position to do so through the draft or he turns out to be a pumpkin. So if you hadn't been buying, it's going to be really hard to buy now for anything really worth getting him because he's not he's not like a game changing quarterback, but he's an NFL starting quarterback. He's probably a, a mid to low end QB two, and it's really tough to pay up for those unless you're looking for strict depth or you can swap a skill player for him that maybe has similar or slightly less value, but somebody's in need. So I think as of right now, at least in my opinion, Minshew's going to be a hold. If anyone's thinking that Foles has any value, you sell them any uh, for anything. Uh, Nathan, what are you doing with Gardner Minshew at this point? Yeah, I, I think that he's still kind of where he was mid-breakout, where he was worth like a late first in Superflex. And I think that's pretty much where I still have him. I do think it's more of a risky proposition at this point because uh, he hasn't really locked down the 2020 starting job. But I think that he can lock down the 2020 starting job in the next couple of weeks. So once that happens, his price goes from like a late first to a mid first. So now is the time to buy him before his price could increase. But overall, my outlook on him is I do think he is the Jaguar starting quarterback moving forward. And I, I think he's a nice buy right now. I totally agree. In that in that lull, you know, you could have easily bought for a second. Uh, I was able to pick him up for a couple of thirds in a in two separate superflex leagues because you know Nick Foles was back. Hey, BDN, that's the guy. That's our guy. And nope, <laughs> things things change rapidly uh, when there's all that uncertainty. Yes, we all know about the massive contract that Jacksonville decided to give Foles, but uh, I have a feeling they're going to do something about that in the offseason, whether it's trading picks to go along with Foles for someone to eat that cap or, you know, just eating it themselves and moving on. So speaking of moving on, we will move to Chicago and talk about Anthony Miller. Uh, I was never real high on Anthony Miller, Nathan. I- I'll let you take the lead on this one. I, I'm I'm not I don't really have a, a glaring take on Anthony Miller. So I mean, what what are we doing here with Anthony Miller? I guess I don't have any shares of Anthony Miller, which is surprising because, uh, well, actually, it kind of just depends on when you drafted in your rookie drafts. But his value definitely ranged from like a late first in rookie drafts to like a mid to late second, and for me. When he was in that mid to late second range, I should have been grabbing shares because he was a second round NFL draft pick. Very disappointing uh, rookie season, which it was the supreme buying point of like, OK, this guy looked like, you know, similar to DJ Chark, looked like not an NFL wide receiver. Uh, but in year two, he has looked better in the last three weeks, basically up until three weeks ago. He was had next to no value. Um, but now he had an 11 point game, 13 point game and 23 points on Thanksgiving. Um, I. I think that at this point, he's properly valued, if not maybe a little bit overvalued. But I, I do think he's a legitimate like NFL wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver, like high end NFL wide receiver three. So it kind of depends on where he's being valued right now. If he's being valued where he was four weeks ago, obviously that, that's, you know, an undercorrection. But if 
if he's being valued as a solidified NFL receiver too, that might be a bit of a, a jump to where he really isn't quite there yet. Yeah, I just don't know what type of return we're expecting when investing in Anthony Miller. I mean, this the Chicago offense is not good. Matt Nagy has been, a, a, well, to be honest, an utter failure. He's probably, he'd, he'd be like at best the third or fourth option in the offense, and he'd consider Allen Robinson, uh, whatever they do with David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen, but Cohen's probably that next option. So, I mean, Anthony Miller's there. Yeah, he it, and he's done okay with, with what he's been given. Problem is, is they don't have a quarterback, at least not one that's very good. And that offense has zero identity and really no no path to being you know good or even sustainable for fantasy purposes. So I think the only the only receiving asset I really have any interest there is is oddly enough, Allen Robinson, because he's been so consistent with just absolute garbage at quarterback, I you know, I, I'd be fine grabbing Tariq Cohen depending on the price. But Anthony Miller for me is is probably a, a sell after a big game. Uh, like we've talked about a couple of times, if you've got those couple of days before your trade deadline, I would I would be looking to move them to a contender or something after a big game like that because I, I just don't see it as sustainable. And it was against Detroit, who's Detroit. Uh, he hasn't really done much against any quality opponents. You know, his, his second highest yardage game was against New York. Whether it's the Giants or the Jets, that doesn't really matter. It was the Giants. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't have an amazing take on, on Anthony Miller as a player. For me, this is more situational-based. And the fact that he's 25, you know, having to wait out until he has his second contract with a different team, it's not really worth it. I'd rather buy in two years when he is making that move to a new team rather than, you know, trying to get in now and hope for some production or have to sit on the asset for two years for no reason. So it sounds like you don't have any Miller shares, but if you did, would you take any second? Yeah, I would sell for any second. Okay. I, I'd be willing to offer a late second at this point. I know that, you know, people are going gaga over the 2020 class, but I do think that's a small investment in the possibility that Miller continues to look as good as he did uh, this past couple of weeks. All right. Before we get into an episode of, or an edition of Rookie or the Vet, let's hear a word from our sponsors. The holiday rush is here and you absolutely have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all of those orders and decide which carrier to use? Or if you're even getting the best rates? Well, luckily ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. ShipStation works with all major carriers including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. It's no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months of absolutely free, no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, type in BLUE. That's it. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. 
guess what, folks? It is still the holiday season. And because of those holidays, I'm sure everyone's looking for gifts or gift ideas or something to put on their specific list. Well, everyone's going to have Harry's on their list for this Christmas, this Hanukkah, this Kwanzaa. Whatever you're celebrating, you need to have Harry's on your list to avoid getting those lame socks or ties or a wallet or whatever you normally get for Christmas because Harry's is what you need. Plus, listeners of this show can get $5 off any Harry's shave set by heading to harrys.com forward slash blue wire. Free shipping ends on December 16th, so make sure that you act now. These holiday sets start at just $20. That's within that secret Santa limit. That's fantastic. That's a perfect white elephant gift, whatever you need. And the Harry's blade refills are as low as $2 each. So you just end up saving money over time. It's really the gift that keeps on giving. Plus, it comes ready to gift in a handsome holiday gift box. Handsome like Nathan. As a special offer for fans of the show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets. When you go to harrys.com forward slash blue wire, you will see them there. Plus, you get free shipping, which you can't really beat that. And every... Harry's shaving set comes with a weighted handle with options to engrave, which, you know, you gotta personalize it. Five blade razor cartridges, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, travel cover to protect your blades, and packaged in, again, that handsome holiday gift box. Free shipping ends on December 16th, so make sure you act now. Go to harrys.com forward slash blue wire. That's harrys.com forward slash blue wire. The fantasy regular season has come to a close, and hopefully you all made the playoffs in your leagues. But if you didn't, then uh, you might need a reason to stay interested in the game. Or maybe you earned a first round bye in your leagues, so you have nothing to root for this week. Well, if you bet on the games, you'll have something to still root for and give you a reason to still watch them. So do the smart thing, go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. They've got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play and where you should too. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, or you can bet some heavy favorites, like this weekend we've got Green Bay as a 13-point favorite over Washington, Houston as a 9-point favorite over Denver, Baltimore with Lamar Jackson a 6.5-point favorite over Buffalo. You parlayed the money lines all together on this, so just betting the wins, not the spread, then you would get $95 off of a $100 bet, so gives you some good action with only betting the, the favorites. You can also, if you want to watch some of the college football games, the conference championships this weekend, you can bet Ohio State over Wisconsin, 16.5 point spread right now, but if you bet the money line with the other three from the NFL, so do a 14 parlay with one college and three NFL, you can get 122 off your $100 bet. So, definitely giving you some real good action right there. Join now, and my bookie will match your first deposit by 50% up to $1,000, so you can Deposit up to $2,000, and they'll be matching 50% of it up to $1,000. Activate that offer by using promo code ROTOVIZ, that's R-O-T-O-V-I-Z, when you visit mybookie.ag today. 
Remember, that's a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000 by using promo code ROTOVIZ, R-O-T-O-V-I-Z. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Alrighty, thanks a lot to our sponsors as well. Uh, you guys are the bomb, the bomb diggity, as the kids say. And it's time for another edition of Rookie, Rookie Old Vet, Rookie Old Vet. That was Pendant. the best iteration yet. That that was absolutely on you know, point. I'm well rested. Uh, we haven't done a game in a while, so I, you know, you just got had to bring it out. Rookie Old Vet, pending free agent edition. So we'll put. One rookie versus one pending free agent who are similar in value. And we will uh, break it down. Which one we'd rather have, the rookie or the pending free agent? Okay, rookie or the vet. We are going to start with a couple of running backs. Rookie running back sensation, who unfortunately uh, has the luxury of playing with John Gruden, who doesn't believe in throwing to his rookie running back. That is Josh Jacobs. And... Along with him is impending free agent here, Derek Henry, who's up the leaderboard here in, in uh, leading the league in rushing. I think Jacobs has made his move to just outside that kind of set in stone top six running backs, I think we can call it. And justifiably so. He was he was the first running back off the board in the NFL draft, and they've seem relatively committed to using him, at least as a two-down guy. He he just unfortunately hasn't broken through as a pass catcher yet. And that was one of the things that I think we've all touted uh, along the way or something that we kind of all saw that really we thought he would, you know, excel at in the NFL. And, and he's really proving uh, to be that, that grinder, that two-down guy. And we know that he's got the rest of it in his repertoire. So, I really think that in year two, we see them kind of open him up. And then we look at Derrick Henry, who has, you know, been spotty at best coming into 2019 and, and, you know, has really taken over and solidified himself as that lead guy. We don't have the Deion Lewis work that was happening for some odd reason. Uh, And that was always, you know, why I was kind of a naysayer with Henry is that Tennessee wasn't committed to Derrick Henry, and now they are. He he's getting all of the two down work for sure, and that's why I think this this makes sense as kind of a comparison because even though Henry is kind of that fringe RB one type, he's somewhat capable as a pass catcher. Not the pass catcher that Josh Jacobs is, but neither's being used as that right now. So Nathan. Before we decide on one of these guys, do you have any takes on the situation? I think that these two are rightfully close. But the problem here is that it's just four to five years at running back is such an age gap that when you have Josh Jacobs, who's already a productive running back, and I'm one of the biggest Derrick Henry fans in, in the world, and I think he's going to be you know a top five, top six running back over the next couple of years, but We've seen the decline of a guy like David Johnson, who just a couple years ago was the best running back in the NFL, and now he can't get carries above Kenyon Drake. So I think that you you don't have to take Derrick Henry here just because the there's the age cliff that's that's looming at some point or just the production of having so many carries cliff, and Jacobs is nowhere near that because he's a rookie. So 
and he was very rarely used in college, unlike Henry in, at Alabama. Uh, so because I think that their production gap right now isn't too big, especially you know looking into 2020, I will take the extra years in Jacobs. But but I do think that either guy is great to have as your RB1 heading into 2020. I totally agree. I, I'm taking Jacobs with the hope that he does start to earn some of that that passing down work and, and just, you know, the receiving stuff in general. But I've really come around on Derrick Henry. And, and as that two down guy, he's, he's kind of this era's, you know, I, I don't want to say Adrian Peterson, but he's the two down guy that is going to be up top of those rankings or, or you know, the end of year totals almost you know, in lieu of, of not being used at all in the passing game. So I do think Derrick Henry is still somewhat undervalued, even though he has been killing it basically all season. Yeah, it, it's Jacobs, but I, I can't, I don't think we can overlook Henry. I think we need to keep moving him up a little bit. Yep, for sure. Let's move on to our next one. A pair of wide receivers, rookie, McCole Hardman, or vet, free agent vet, AJ Green. Yeah, it's a weird one because I, I feel like AJ Green is bound for greener pastures, but the unknown is always a scary thing. You know, we, we've seen guys make moves and, and really struggle. And, you know, historically, it's kind of a 50 50 toss up, honestly. Guys move on and they either boom or they bust. And, you know, AJ Green being, what, 30 now? You know, you hope he lands somewhere, you know, that, that's that got a, a, a set-in-stone quarterback, someone, you know, that that's going to be able to support a wide receiver one. But the age is just tough, and, and changing scenery at this point, you know, we've like I said, we've seen a couple of guys do it and, and be serviceable at that point, but it's just... I mean, he's kind of he's swimming upstream, you know, and with McCall Hardman, he's in one of the most, if not the most explosive offenses in the league. Yes, he's playing behind, you know, Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey. So the targets are tough to come by right now. Hardman's probably going to be more of your stash and A.J. Green's going to be more of your short term title contender type. Uh, obviously, again, you know, this is just thinking about 2020, but it, it's I, I'm probably taking Hardman here just for the fact that if if this is the scenario, neither one of them is probably one of my top three wide receivers or top four wide receivers. And I'd rather be able to have the Hardman asset that could return some investment rather than A.J. Green that will continue to decline. With this one, I think that A.J. Green could very easily make us all look very silly in 2020 by basically discarding him from the dynasty ranks. I think that I'm no doctor, but I think that his injuries have been have had more to do with him not wanting to play for the Bengals in 2019 than him not being able to play football, especially this late into the season. So I, I think that when he gets to a new team uh, and. You know, I'm obviously a hand-picked one on his account. I think that he'll be healthy and he will return to being, you know, obviously not like top three, top four NFL receiver, but 
I think top 15 NFL wide receiver with his new home. And I think that you're going to be waiting a little bit for McCall Hartman. I like, I like him a lot, but I, I do think that at the absolute earliest, the earliest that you're starting him on a week to week basis is 2021. So I'm going to take the guy who I think can be a, a wide receiver two in 2020 over the guy who I think you're waiting to start uh, come 2021. That's fair. If you had to pick a spot for AJ green, considering the weapons that are in place in these offenses, where would AJ green go that you believe he could put up wide receiver one numbers? I mean, I'm sure there's lots of places, but like Miami, I don't know, uh, Philly, you know, there's, I mean, I, I don't have a list in front of me, but I I think that there's a, a variety of places where he go in, be the wide receiver one and put up top 24 numbers. I wanted to say Oakland, but then I remembered they still have Derek Carr, so that's kind of hard to say. <laughs> All right, let's slide to our next rookie or the vet selection. And we'll start with rookie Debo Samuel versus vet and fifth-year breakout, just like we all planned, Devontae Parker. Both of these guys were somewhat low in November ADP. We expect them both to make a pretty significant leap in December ADP. So Nathan, let's hear about Devo Samuel and Devonte Parker. I like both these guys. I'm, you know, starting to fall back in love with Devonte Parker, which is probably not the best idea for me. But I, I think with this one, it's pretty easily Debo Samuel. He has the higher floor and the higher ceiling long term. Yes, Samuel's pretty. I mean, yes, Parker is producing more at the moment, but I think that's going to be short lived. You know, either Miami's going to get more weapons and Parker will stay there or Parker's not going to go to another offense and be wide receiver one. He's an NFL wide receiver two at best. And right now he's the NFL wide receiver one for the Dolphins because they don't really have anything else. So I think that the situation will not be as conducive to getting the targets and production that he has this year, wherever he is next year, even if it's in Miami. So I think that Debo Samuel is going to carve a role out into being the wide receiver one in uh, San Francisco, if not being like a one, a one B with someone they bring in. But I do think they've seen enough from him this year, uh, unlike what they did with Pettis last year, that they've seen enough from Samuel to say, okay, this guy can be our wide receiver one. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty fair. I was off the Parker wagon relatively early on, and while I looked pretty okay about it for most of those first five seasons, and all of a sudden this happens, and now we're looking at you know, like a wide, a fringe wide receiver two season from Devontae Parker. It's, it's honestly, it, it's what Ryan Fitzpatrick can do for fantasy football is, is honestly astonishing to me. I agree with your Debo Samuel take where he can be that one A or one B in an offense. And I do think that San Francisco brings somebody in to work opposite Emmanuel Sanders, assuming they hang on to Emmanuel Sanders. I know he's a free agent as well. And that may not end up being the case. Maybe they bring in someone like A.J. Green to kind of help that young core along. So, yeah, for me, this is definitely Debo Samuel. I understand the, you know, the potential of them both kind of rising. And even though Parker is technically sliding into his prime right now, which is really when you're wanting these assets to produce, I just, I feel like Debo, you get the best of both worlds. You get the little bit younger asset and you get production from an offense that 
You know, it's a Shanahan offense. We know that we're going to get production from all of these skill positions. So this one is, uh, I, I think this is Debo for me by quite a bit. All right, let's wrap up this week's edition of Rookie or the Vet with some tight ends. We have TJ Hawkinson, rookie, or free agent vet Hunter Henry. Uh, where are you at with these two guys, uh, Dan? Well, I'll tell you, if TJ Hawkinson would stop trying to hurdle people, it would have been TJ Hawkinson by a lot. Not actually. But he needs to stop trying to hurdle people and not getting all of these concussions. So I hadn't been a massive Hunter Henry fan. I felt like the consistent injuries that kept him off of the field, like they do with a lot of tight ends, weren't worth hanging on and hanging around and, and if you could cash out for I mean he was top what six tight end pricing you know last year when when he went down so I feel like it, we're kind of back where we started he's probably in that top four to six conversation again and TJ Hawkinson's right there however I I don't know who the safer asset is because of how bad Philip Rivers has been and yes, Hawkinson is the rookie, and we don't get to see a lot of that rookie production from tight ends. But he's doing, he's not doing a lot, but he's doing enough where I feel like he could have a massive sophomore season, or worst case scenario, he could potentially be like tight end one by 2021 if we see that type of progression in his game. Whereas Hunter Henry's kind of, going to be in that four to six range almost no matter what whether he's healthy or hurt I think I think his ceiling is capped by Philip Rivers honestly and even though he's producing quite well right now with the I mean halfway dead Philip Rivers I just I think the 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 pre conceived idea I have of Hunter Henry and his inability to stay on the field, which again, he, he hasn't, you know, been on the field for all of this season yet again, but I think we've come to kind of expect that. I think I'm taking TJ Hawkinson here just because I feel like he's safer with Matt Stafford and that Detroit offense. And I, I just think he's overall a better football player. Yeah. My main concern with Hunter Henry is actually his free agency. If a, there's two scenarios, either a, he stays in, in Los Angeles with an offense that is dying as the games go on, or he leaves in free agency and he doesn't strike me as the type that just goes to a new offense and becomes like their second best weapon. I, I think that if he goes elsewhere, his targets will go down and he will be at risk of falling to the low end tight end one you know, range rather than being a mid tight end one. So I think that the floor and ceiling are both higher for Hawkinson. And that's why I'm taking him over Hunter Henry, despite him being, you know, higher in ADP. But, you know, it, it certainly if you're doing a rookie of the vet for the purposes of making a playoff run, it's not the worst move to make. If you say, okay, Hunter Henry can help me win a championship. Imagine Twitter when 48 year old Tom Brady is throwing throwing wobbly duck four-yard touchdown passes to Hunter Henry. That will be something special. That was something special, and this podcast was something special. 
Thank you so much for joining me on our podcast, Dan. Um, uh, any uh, anything to uh, talk about before we head out? Well, I think we probably have to mention our Patreon. Go to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/RotoViz, to help help us out. It helps uh, support the pod, helps support the entire writing team with RotoViz, and you get some awesome perks like being a part of our RotoViz Slack channel. I always say Hassan Rahim is a superstar in the Slack channel. Any anytime you want a question answered, uh, obviously lots of RotoViz writers in there, but Hassan is is the main cog in the machine there. So uh, lots of great insight on the Slack channel, and of course. Just supporting the the fantasy you know industry is always a good thing. Yeah, you, you, if you enjoy listening to our content, buy from our our ads, but also you know give money straight to us through Patreon. <laughs> like Nathan said, just just line our pockets with five dollar bills. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, uh, thank you guys all. Uh, it's been an awesome season so far. I'm looking forward to the next month or so, and. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to doing this, and we'll see everybody next week. Not even going to give me a kadoosh? Kadoosh! There we go. Bye, folks. What was that? That was Frank. It was quite the shake. Did you see Marty like on top of me while I was trying to talk? Yes, I did. <laughs> Murdering you. All right, I'm going to get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan's physically removing one of his puppies. He's playing bouncer right now. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.